you want to go ahead and open your Bibles up, uh, we are in chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Uh, we're going to start on verse 6 tonight. Now, I got to where I think about, I, th- I, I know why, but going through the book of Ecclesiastes, it really makes me think about life and how short life really is. I don't know if y'all do that since we've been going through this class, but over the year, all the, it seems like for a long time, sure I'll tell you, I'm, I'm always thinking about it. It's always there, and you always feel like you're running out of time or life's short, but it seems like since I've been going through this class and studying it and reading it, it just really hits home, you know? And the way I look at it, too, we always think of it as a negative thing, right? Or not a negative, but nobody wants to think about death or how short life is, but we should, right? I think if we've learned anything from this class or from this book, that we should think about it. You know, it's not a bad thing to think about death because it's going to happen. we all going to die. So that's what I like about this book, you know, before or sometimes you just worry, but if you really put this book to that worry or to them thoughts it kind of makes more sense and makes heads and tails out of this life that we're living in you know it don't clear up everything definitely don't clear up everything for me all the time but you know it kind of kind of sets my mind a little bit at ease anyhow when I read through Ecclesiastes so and I'm always amazed every chapter that how things were then they're just like you know applies today you know it makes so much sense in our lives today so I think that's I've learned a lot by going through it that's for sure so we're going to pick up on verse 6 um, you know we started chapter 11 and it's already had several good things as far as casting the bread upon the waters and trees falling and all that good stuff and how you can make figure out how bones can grow in a in the mother's womb you know there's some things that we're just never going to really fully understand, and that's okay, because that's God. You know, that's God working. Uh, we don't have to know everything. We just have to have, you know, faith in him. But verse 6, and we kind of touched on this a little bit last week. I know Karen made a couple comments on it. But verse 6 says, In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that or whether both alike will be good. So if you remember from last week, we kind of talked about that what this, what I think it means when it says in the morning. It's not really saying sow your seed in the morning and then sow it again in the evening. What do you think it's more referring to when it says in the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not withhold your hand? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, and, that, and 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 instead of morning and evening, the way it's split up, it's almost to me like morning and night, you know, all day be spreading and sowing seed. And I got to thinking about, you know, from morning to evening, always be busy working, getting things done. And it kind of made me think when I was reading this too about sowing your seed in the evening and not withholding your hand because you don't know, you know, which is going to prosper, one or the other or all. What does that kind of make you think about for us today? I know what it makes me think about when you're talking about sowing seed. Like, think about sowing seeds everywhere you go, constantly, day and night, 
because we don't know which one's going to take hold and prosper and grow. What does that kind of make you think about as Christians? Yeah, that's kind of what that made me think about is spreading the gospel. Everywhere we go, we need to be, you know, sowing a seed. And like it says here, we don't know. One may take, one may not. That's not the point. The point is you're constantly doing it. You're constantly moving forward. There's activity. You're not just lazy and sitting around doing nothing, um, but you're actually out there doing something. And then it keeps on in verse 7. It says, truly the light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to behold the sun. (coughs) So it kind of shifts just a little bit here. So in this one where it says, truly the light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to behold the sun. When it talks about truly the light is sweet, um, what does that kind of make you think about when it talks about the light? A lot of times in the Bible, when it refers to the light, what does that refer to a lot of times? The truth? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or what, what about life, too? A lot of times you can refer to it as life. So if you think about the light as pleasant, which, you know, the truth would work in there, knowledge, or, or life in general, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's more more of the life, and that makes sense. Where you where you're thinking about life, truly, light is sweet. Truly, life is sweet. Okay, um, and kind of what I think and what it's saying. It's just good to be alive, right? It's good to be alive, and and then it refers to the sun in there too, and it pleases for the eyes to behold the sun. And if you kind of think about it, don't we get up in the mornings a lot of times and or this, you know, the sun's rising, it's a beautiful day outside, and, you know, you kind of tell yourself, man, it's a nice day, it's a beautiful day, wonderful day in the neighborhood, and that's Mr. Rogers, yeah, and then you have a beautiful sunset that you can enjoy and see, um, so to me, this verse is just saying, look, life truly is sweet, life is a good thing, life is good, enjoy it, you know, see it for what it's, for what it's worth, you know, it's pleasant for the eyes to behold the sun. But, I tell you what, it kind of changes here in verse 8. kind of changes gears here. He said, but if a man lives many years and rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness. For they will be many, and all that is coming is vanity. So when he talks about if a man lives many years and rejoices in them all, and that's, to me, that's kind of like all through your life, you know, at different stages in your life. You know, if you live to be 60, 70, 80, 90, we should be content and happy and rejoice all through the years, you know. And, you know, I was looking at something, and I hope it's true, but the older you get, the more content we should be, you know, with, with what we have and who we are and where we're at in our lives, right? You should be more content the older you get because you're becoming wiser. You should be more patient and so on and so on. But it says, yet let him remember the days of darkness. What do you think that could be referring to there? It may surprise you. It's a good point. And that's what I think. That's, you know, because it says, 
Uh, let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many, for they will be many. So if you think about death, you know, many times up to this point we've talked about, I mean, it's been pretty open about talking about the grave. You know, get done what you're going to get done because you're running out of time and you're going to be in the grave. And then guess what? That's no time for nothing else. You're going to be in darkness in the grave. That's right. Yep. Yep. And, and that's, you know, remember the days of darkness or the, the time that we have under the sun? You're right. It's, it's not going to last long at all. But when we go to the grave and go to that, uh, the days of darkness, but you're right, Karen, Karen too, because I do the same thing when I go to funerals. It makes you, it's just like a gut check, I guess, yeah, and just realize that it always reminds me just how short life is and how old I'm getting. And, <laughs> you know, my the person I need to be and doing the things I'm supposed to do, um, which, I mean, we all know that too. Age has nothing to do with it. Um, there's a lot of good people that die awful young, you know. Good, you know, good people would definitely die young. So we, we all need to have this in our thoughts and, and you know, because we just, we, you know, as we know, we don't know. So, no, and that's true, and that's where the wisdom comes in and the knowledge that you gain from it. And, you know, we've talked about that many times, too, that that's worth a lot, you know, the, through the years and the tough times and the hard times is what, makes us mature and grow stronger as a Christian. It should, anyhow. If it doesn't, you're doing something, you know, something's not right in there. But that's how we grow as a Christian and patience and love and going down through the list. It's from our past experiences. Always much better. But somehow, a lot of times, our pride and our human nature gets in the way and, you know, that's, things can change. But you're right. It's always better. And we're, you know, as we get on into chapter 12, too, it's going to talk about that as far as from our youth, how important it is to, to do what's right. It's always a good thing. Yeah. No, I understand. Because I, I know where when I was younger, how I used to think about things, like you're going to live forever, but the older I'm getting... I'm kind of like that too, but it, you're right, it's tough, and I'll just be honest with you, it's almost, because I, I think about that, you know, am I ready to die? Okay, from a Christian standpoint, that's one thing, but am I ready to die? And then you start getting selfish, I start thinking about my wife, I think about my kids, I want to see my grandkids and stuff, and then the selfish side of you, and, and I know that's, that's a tough battle. You know, you want to say, yeah, I'm ready to go today. Let's go as a Christian. But, man, that's, you know, when the rubber meets the road, that's tough because we are selfish, I guess, and we want to hang around and don't want to miss anything and we want to see stuff, you know. Yeah. And the neat thing, too, I always think about is how you handle life in general and the example that you set because the memories are going to live forever. You know, so they'll always remember the good things and how faithful you were and how good of a person. And, you know, it just lives on and on and on. I know my dad's been passed away for 20, trying to do the math, 26 years. But there's some times when I'm talking to certain people or certain times in your life, it's just like it was yesterday. 
because of the memories and the good times that we remember. We remember how good of a person he was and the good, you know. So, you know, you always got the memories uh, that's going to live on way past uh, your life here on this earth, you know. So it's always important to, to think about that, too. Can somebody turn to John, John chapter 9, John 9, 4? So that kind of, to me, kind of goes along with what we're, what we're talking about here. You know, live life now while you can and while you're able. And as I said a minute ago, we're going to keep going here, and it's going to get, it's going to talk about in our youth, and the older we get, how things get a little bit tougher and things start not working the way they used to and so on and so on. And remember the old quote, too, that what was the Abe Lincoln quote I always like to remember, too, as far as it's not the the what, the years in life that matter, but the life in your years that matter. So no matter how long or short, it's the quality of life that we live and how we live our life, not the years that we live. All right, here's where we're talking about the young folks coming in now. Let's go ahead and read 11.9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that, that for all these God will bring you into judgment. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. What's he kind of talking about here? if you had to kind of think about this for a second. I mean, he's definitely speaking to young people, right? I mean, if you were to read that, you would figure he was speaking directly to you uh, as a youth. And if you think about, like I said a minute ago, when you're a youth, man, you feel like you got the whole world ahead of you. You feel like you're running this place when you're a youth. You know, you think you got 100 years ahead of you and, the future is bright, which it is. You know, you got your whole life ahead of you. Um, but he says, and let your heart cheer you in the ways of your youth and walk in the ways of your heart. Now, does this verse mean that he just needs to go out and just be wild and crazy and come and go and do as he pleases while he's a, while he's a youth? Is that what it's saying? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a tough lesson but you're right enjoy life when you're young you know still do what's right obviously i know there's no young young people in here but you know we all know that doing doing right in your youth typically is going to spill over and help in our adulthood right but like mike said the last couple of sentences um god's still going to bring you into judgment the things that you did in your youth you know just because as Karen mentioned, just because you're young and maybe you don't, you know, ain't, ain't the the brightest thing yet, or have all the edu- the experience, I guess you could say, in life, that's still no excuse, you know, to go out and do as you wish and and do bad things or whatever. It's still still wise to do what's right because you are going to be held accountable for the things in your youth. Yeah. But you're right to them. They're the one living in it. When, like you said, we were their age one time. And you think the, the, everything's falling down on you and it's the end of the world and you don't know how you're going to get through it. And they just don't have a clue at that point. You know, because I know our oldest boy, we were talking, I may have told you all that, but, you know, talking about money and he had a class. And you start going through just what it takes to live on, you know, not discounting food and water and shelter and, 
but you start getting out of the cell phones and health insurance and just go down on down and he's like <laughs> internet yeah just the internet and cable and he's just like oh my goodness yeah i mean they did but to flow's point when they're growing up they don't get it like man i can't wait to move out of here i'm gonna i'm gonna live good ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do and then they realize whoa i can't even go out to eat i'm so broke you know but like i like to tell our boys kind of back to the to the verse here this isn't telling this isn't saying don't have fun or don't be doing what's good or whatever and and we've told our boys and they know that that you know they you can be a christian and have fun you know we should have the more fun than anybody now if you look at the world and what the world calls fun and entertainment that's different you know and but i i know and I always refer to my boys because they're my boys and I know them better than, than anybody. But, you know, they they never got pulled back or felt like they didn't get to go and do or whatever. But they always had fun. and they were. But the key was they were always doing it with, and I'm very thankful for this, most of the time it was with other youth in the church. And that is that was a wonderful thing. You know, they would always run with the kids here they would always spend the night with the kids here or or whatever so you can have fun as a christian you know a lot of people think oh you're a christian you can't do that you can't do this or you can't have fun and do all the stuff we do well depends on where you're going and what you're doing and me and Cheryl had a rule from day one if if it was somewhere that our kids couldn't go we wouldn't go we just wouldn't go because if it wasn't fit for them and you didn't want our kids there we're not going to go either. You don't want us there because we don't want to be there. So that was kind of, but I just want to kind of point that out just because, you know, we, we talk about that in the youth, but you can still have fun and do what's right and, you know, and, and do good things in life. Any other comments or anything anybody want to add on verse 9? All right, let's read verse 10 here. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. So that's kind of how he, Solomon is going to wrap up uh, chapter 11 here. And he's kind of telling you several things there. You know, remove sorrow from your heart, put away evil uh, from your flesh. And then it even, you know, goes into what we were saying a minute ago, childhood and, and youth are vanity, What's another, and I kind of read different things on this too, as far as where it says childhood and youth are vanity. You know, we know what vanity means. We've talked about that. You know, that's emptiness or, you know, just nothing to it, no substance. But you could also say for childhood and youth are what? Are vanishing. You know, are vanishing away, which is true. We know that. You know, childhood and youth are definitely vanishing away. Every, every day you know that you're that you're alive because we know youth's temporary right the the stage we're in in our life is temporary you know the only way we're going to move forward uh move is forward and i kind of get reminded of that too i was talking to somebody not long ago y'all wouldn't believe it but when i was younger some of y'all may remember jim may i used to have some long thick hair I wish y'all could see some pictures. Some might say I had a mullet back in the day. 
Some people might say that, but I don't. I didn't call it a mullet. I thought it was cool, but that long hair in the back that kind of curled up a little bit. Yeah, well, I, back then I back then I even kind of kept it kind of long, but it wasn't, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm-mm. No, I mean I, it was long. I thought it was beautiful hair. Then I went in the the military, and then they shaved it, but. But now, I, you know, it's funny. I saw somebody at Walmart a while back, and I hadn't seen them in a long time. We're like, yeah, yeah it's good to see you. How you doing? And I kind of bent down like that, and they're like, whoa, because they kind of remember, remembered me with the thick hair, and now I got a big bald spot. But I always look in the mirror, and that's kind of my reminder. It's like I look in the mirror, and, you know, I remember when Jim Farr had jet black hair. I mean, jet, jet black hair. Uh, but now I look in the mirror and I look down. I even try to take pictures of my phone in the mirror just so I can look at it. And, uh, and all this gray and stuff. And just, it, that's my reminder. That's what's keeping me in check. I'm not 20 anymore. You know, my hair is falling out. It's getting gray. I know, you know, I'm, I'm not the... The young man I used to, and I, there's a lot of things, I hate to admit it, but a lot of things I can't do like I used to could, you know, and that's true. So, Yeah, don't even get me started on that. I can, I've started looking at spots that I can remember my dad having on his arms, and I'm starting to, Cheryl don't even know this, but today, I, she knew I was going to do it. I stopped by Lowe's on the way home and bought an axe. I've been wanting an axe to chop wood with. I bought an axe today, honey. Uh <laughs> So we started, we started, we got a fireplace now, and I'm super excited. So we've had a, started a fire for the first time yesterday. So I was going to come home today and chop a little firewood, but I had a conference call in like 15 minutes after I got home. But, man, I was going to go out and split a couple logs real quick. I chopped, you'll see in that little, I mean, I just got a little bit of wood chopped, okay, because that was a tough log. I, that, it was tough because I got the axe stuck in there so hard I couldn't hardly get it out. I don't know how many times. But I got a, a few little logs. And, y'all, I know because my adrenaline, I was in a hurry to get on that conference call. I couldn't hardly breathe. I was so tired I couldn't hardly catch my breath from 10 minutes of chopping wood. Now, back when I was 20 or 25, I could have done that all day long. 10 minutes of chopping wood now, and I was just like, my chest was hurting. <laughs> I, I was like, man, I got to catch my breath so I can get on this call or they're going to think I'm crazy, you know? So, so I, who is <laughs> Frank, is that you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but long story short, I'm seeing my youth uh, kind of leave from me. Mike, did you? Need a lock? Sure, need a lock splitter. I've told her that, Mike, so thank you. Yeah, I bought a manual log splitter today, and that ain't gonna. We're gonna freeze to death if you waiting on me. So, all right. So that kind of wraps up, and I think we're gonna stop there. I don't know if y'all can believe it or not, but we're on chapter twelve, and I really don't want to start this and and go too far, uh, so we can give it give it some time. So, but we're gonna be wrapped up here shortly. But thank y'all very much.